Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. As you can see, I'm not dressing the way I usually dress up at the pulpit, but I would love to dress up every Sabbath like this. I would love to see people be committing to following Jesus Christ every day. Baptism. Why baptism? Why do we do that? Jesus was baptized, and he's our example in all things. Amen. Amen. And to prepare a a path for for Jesus, Uh, John the Baptist came out uh, into the public and started preaching the message of repentance. And many people came. Baptism. Why do we do that? I'm not going to concentrate on controversial issues like infant baptism, which we do not follow. It's not biblical. Sprinkling. Baptism by sprinkling. Not, not biblical. So today we are going to actually celebrate someone be baptized the way Jesus was baptized. The way John the Baptist baptized people by immersion. In some instances, uh, if people are unable physically to step into the tank with water baptistry, we have baptism by profession of faith. That's right. That's right. In my country, uh, somebody would go to prison in Soviet era time if they would baptize somebody before 18. 18 was considered to be an adulthood, um, and 18 was the time when people can make their own decisions. But if parents would insist and the minister would baptize somebody before that time, that would be considered a child abuse. Can you imagine that? So when I was 18, uh, I was asked to go and to serve in the military. Every boy who is 18 has a duty to give two years or three years in the military. When I came back, I wanted to be baptized. And one Sunday, uh, we, our church had board meeting. I remember it was August. I just came from the service, and my friends from the church, we all went to swim in the lake. And uh, when the board meeting was over, it was a daytime, because the board meeting was early in the morning on Sunday morning, they sent one of the, uh, one of the elders who knew where we were at that time, because his son was my friend, and we were swimming there. And he took his bicycle, and, and he rode bicycle to the lake. And uh, I remember, like today, was a great day. I was swimming right in the mid- midst of that lake. And he was yelling to, to us, boys, any of you would like to be baptized? Imagine that. You're in the water, and the question comes, would you like to be baptized? Uh, because we already have uh, candidates who, are, who, who would like to be baptized. Would you be willing to join them? And we, we, we said yes. So we joined the group, was maybe like 10, 11 people. 
And uh, we never had baptistry in none of our churches. I don't remember baptistry being built. So everything had to be done on the lake or by the river. And uh, even though it was end of August, but it, it was already getting cold. I remember the day, you would never forget cold water. And, and, and uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's like one of those stories. Uh, I remember people were baptized in the ice. I mean, ice water. They would make a, a, a hole, and the minister, or, or even deacon, they would hold on to that person, uh, and then just dip it, dip it into an icy water. One of them, one of those people, came after baptism, and one of the elders asked him, was the water cold? And he said, no, not, not at all. And, and, and the elder said, pastor, Baptize him again. He's, he's lying. Um, some of us were baptized when they, they were 13, 12. My, my daughter was 12, celebrating her birthday, and she was baptized. And some of you were baptized. You were baptized when you were 13. So sometimes we make decisions at that age that is not as important to us because you know we are still teenagers kids and so uh, with time you know people fall away also from christ they stop sometimes following christ and so this decision when people are making this decision when they're mature when they when they know what they're doing is very very important Baptism has to do something with one event that some Christians will celebrate tomorrow. Do you know that? Easter, Easter of course, started before Christian era. It's a pagan holiday. But then it was kind of incorporated in, into Christianity. That's why uh, our church chooses not to make a big deal out of this. But we have to make big deal out of resurrection of Jesus Christ. Be because without resurrection, there would be no, no hope. I don't think we will have faith. If Christ would be in the grave today, we would, we would not be here. So it's like a stone. Every one of us in life, I think, tossed stone, a stone, into the waters, and the ripples continue outwards. Remember the ripples? So like any event in time, it releases to all that came before and what is to follow. What happened was, let me call it the invasion of God. Invasion into sinful world. For years of prophecy were revealing that God had higher plans for human history. Thank God that he was incarnated. It's such a mystery, incarnation, that God, Almighty God, who is everywhere, decided to put up flesh and become a human. Left, he left in heaven, you know, all the divine attributes, 
so that he can be like us. He was still 100% God because if he wanted to go back to heaven and, and use his attributes or even on earth, he could have. He came as a fulfillment of the prophecy. He came at a time when Israel eagerly waited for someone like Christ to show up. But he didn't come to grab any political or religious powers. Instead, Jesus showed his power in touching and transforming the most sinful, the most simple of us all. He chose tax collector, zealot, revolutionary. He chose um, sailors. He chose people who couldn't read or write. To them, he preached a new kingdom, the kingdom of God. Not a new political power, but about the foundation. He was talking about the foundation of the kingdom of God, which is, in one word, is, what's the foundation of the kingdom of God? Love. If you have to take all commandments of the Bible and reduce them to ten, you go to Exodus or Deuteronomy, those two places, Exodus chapter 20, Deuteronomy chapter 5. But if you have to reduce to two commandments, ten to two, it would be love your God and love your neighbor, love people. But if you have to reduce two commandments to one word, you already said it. Love. The climax of the great invasion surprised even those who spent the most time with Jesus. Disciples. Suddenly, a few days before crucifixion, you know, on Sunday, he entered uh, Jerusalem, and he entered as a king. He entered as a Messiah. And even Judas thought, this is the time when we need to make him a leader. Maybe I can help. Maybe I can, I can push him to do that. Peter was ready to chop someone's ear. But instead of taking political power, leading the revolution, opposition, suddenly after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, he is talking about suffering, betrayal, arrest, a trial filled with mockery, and finally, most hideous death, crucifixion. And there, he was in the grave, sealed by stone. But then, early on the third day, the dawn revealed the power of God beyond anything that they had known. Only now they could begin to understand the cross. After the resurrection, they started understanding Jesus. 
God had not lost to the opposition, but he used the opposition to reveal his opportunity. The defeat was actually a door, and disciples entered into that door. The tragedy was a part of the triumph, and we all share in this tragedy of Friday and in the triumph of Sunday. And we are still resting on Sabbath as he rested on Sabbath day. We live in the world in which God gets the last word. Whatever stones have sealed your hopes, I pray that uh, maybe God's power will move them today for you. Even stones of uncertainty for those of you searching. Christ is welcoming you today to share the joy of resurrection. In celebration of the resurrection of Christ, we are reminded in scripture that this event was never merely an impersonal concept. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Apostle Paul discovered the power when he was going against Christ and Christians, he discovered Christ. And Apostle Paul says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future. He, can, he has called you to share. I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. It is the same might power that raised Christ from the dead. The power comes not to a planet not to the people, not to the universe, but it comes personally to you. A guard was a part of those who came to arrest Jesus. Jesus maybe didn't make a lot of disciples, but he made enough to change the world. A prisoner named Barabbas I wonder about him. What happened to him? I mean, he was not supposed to get off the hook. He was supposed to die. Jesus died for him. Literally took his place. But he took our place too there. The guards. How about them? Those who came to arrest. And Jesus took the, the ear Without surgery, he just put it back and healed that person. A centurion official whose responsibility it was to watch over the controversial figures and to basically look so that Jesus would be crucified. Each life meant so much. Jesus tried in the last attempt to save Judas. After resurrection, he tried to transform one of the greatest leaders of the church, Simon Peter. He met with him personally. 
I baptize you in the name. Peter, uh, in chapter 2 in the book of Acts, says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. You are going to be baptized today in the name of Jesus. And the name, in the name of the Father and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Why we are doing it? Because we are following Jesus. Jesus did it. We are obeying his command. Matthew chapter 28 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. And then what? Baptizing them. That's Jesus. His words. And then when Peter preached, those who gladly received the word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. I've been present at the baptism where thousands of people were baptized. It was Mark Finley who came to preach the gospel. And he was the first and probably the last person who preached the gospel in the heart of communism. You know, like the White House here, we have those beautiful churches that were taken by commun communist leaders. And that's where the so-called Senate is re residing or, or, you know, going to the meetings. And uh, Mark Finley somehow got right at that time that it was possible. And so... The, the palace was packed because everybody wanted to go to the White House, so to speak, to go where the president is, where the senators are. And instead of commun communists uh, saying something about how great it is to live in socialism, uh, people could hear the word of God. And then when we had baptisms, uh, we had to hire large, large pool. And there were like... Uh, hundreds of ministers and lines to them, long, long, big, Olympic-sized uh, pool, and um, they were baptizing just hundreds and hundreds. Actually, it was more than 1,000. And Philip, remember, in the book of Acts, um, Uh, he, he was saying in, in chapter 8, the Philip opened his mouth and beginning at his scriptures, preached uh, Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And eunuch said, see, here's the water. What hinders me from being baptized? And then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So when we are baptized, what actually illustration we are using today? One of the most powerful illustrations. The death, death to sin, yes. and the resurrection to a life, and right. Christ. And being buried. Be, be, being buried. In. Buried. So it's, it's death, being buried. When we take the breath, uh, we stop the breathing under the water. That's burial. You know, when, when we pronounce that we want to follow Jesus and not to live sinful lives, that's, that's coming to the cross. That's death to sin. 
And then when we come and we rise, that's resurrection. So basically, baptism is not only the illustration of the, of the death to sin and the burial of the old man, old man of sin, but it, it is the resurrection. We are raised together with Jesus Christ. For as many as of you were baptized into Christ and have put on Christ, Galatians tells us, we identify his death and resurrection. Um, do you know it says, Romans chapter 6, that as many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, you were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. But also we are walking in the new, newest, newness of life. So, and then, 2 Corinthians, last text, Therefore, if any man will be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, baptism is a symbol of death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope that today we are going to feel that we are really, really celebrating this event that we are this is a high sabbath when we have baptisms so i would like to invite those who are going to be baptized we are going to at least introduce them to you before baptism so you know who it is um, so please come forward This is Denine, and maybe you can tell a little bit more about yourself, just a few things, whatever you want to say. Well, I was baptized at about 13, and then I um, had an accident when I was 20, got a brain injury, and I left everything for over 40 years. But uh, the writing is on the wall with the COVID, and the things that are happening, it's obvious we are very much at the end of the end days. So, Amen. And uh, my brother has been back in church for 40 some years, and he's been praying for me and encouraging me, and bless him, he brought me a bunch of Ellen White's books. Yeah. And so I spend my days reading the Bible, reading her books, and, yeah. and watching uh, Doug Batchelor. Doug Batchelor, yeah. Amen, amen. Thank you. And we have another candidate, maybe uh, she, she could introduce herself. Feliz sábado a todos los hermanos en esta mañana. Happy Sabbath to everyone. Me siento feliz por esta decisión que voy a tomar. I'm very happy to make this decision. Hay mucha felicidad en mi corazón. And I feel very, very happy. Porque sé que lo mejor para mí y para mi hijo es seguir a Dios. You can ask God to, to help in raising. 
And we, we also, as a church, we, 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 we would like to give you all support, spiritual or physical, that we can. And definitely, uh, it's a family. Whoever enters through baptism enters into God's family. International family. And, and part of our family is angelic. We, we, angels is, is a part of our family. So maybe we can sing a few songs as we go and, you know, get ready, more ready. But I would like to have a prayer before we do, before we go. Our dear Lord, our God, our Father in heaven, what a joy it is to stand here humbly asking your blessing upon our lives and the lives of those who decided to follow you. Please bless us all, but especially those who are getting baptized. Be with them every step. If they fall, offer your hand like you did to Peter when he was drowning. Be with them in their hardest times and in, in times of joy. I'm asking humbly in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Translation here to. So, Celia, uh, I would like to ask you a couple questions on behalf on behalf of congregation. This is an important event in your life. Even though you know God and knew God before. But this is the time when you are making proclamation, public proclamation. First of all, in, in the presence of God. Then in the presence of the angels. And in the presence of the saints. That you... Have faith in Jesus as your personal Savior. And you decided in your life to have Jesus and to have relationship with him. And, and you want to follow wherever Spirit of and Jesus will lead you. And I heard great, great message today from you that you want to have a Christ-like family, to raise your children, uh, your child, and, and, and have Christ in your family. We are going to have baptism, but we, we would like to give you a text, Bible text, 
a script, scripture so that you can remember this event and, and remember that scripture that God has for you and our elder uh, has for you. Pero te queremos dar un, un versículo de la Biblia para que recuerdes este día cuando fuiste bautizado. Acércate al pastor. I will be reading Psalms 23, verses 1 through 4. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Celia, because you love Jesus and you want to follow him wherever he leads you and you understand that he is our personal savior. I baptize you in the name of our father, his son, Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I have a few questions, same, similar questions to, to you. Um, do you have faith that Jesus is the one? Jesus is our Messiah, our Savior. Absolutely. And is this your decision today, to follow him wherever he leads you, wherever, wherever the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in this life? Absolutely. And with, with this, you are again given your decision to to be in God's family and to to be to be to have a part in proclamation of His soon coming. Anything He asks. God knows your heart, and uh, 
And I, I believe that when, whenever we have events like this, there is a re rejoicing in heaven. And so with this, I would like to baptize you, but can we have somebody who would like to take a picture before we do that? Because of your faith and because of your love for Jesus and because you are proclaiming his soon coming and you want to be a part of this great, great preaching in the last days, waiting for the Holy Spirit to be poured again upon, upon this earth last time before he comes. I baptize you in the name of the Father, his Son, Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for your great support and being here today means a lot to all of them, I'm sure. But uh, we are, have last thing that we are going to do and that's to accept them into the local Seventh-day Adventist church. Right now, they can join any church they would like. They're baptized, but not accepted to be still members of the church. Do we have a motion? Uh, to to accept them as a mem as members. Do we have a second? Second. Those in favor, say amen. 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 Thank you. Uh, congratulate you to be a God's God, to be in God's family officially. In heart, you've been following Jesus for maybe many days and, 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 and years. But this is now official. And uh, when we were going that way, before you went the, that way, we had a vote and we voted you to be a member of this local Seventh-day Adventist church. Uh, we will give you certificates today. And uh, before that, we had a scripture for for Celia Celia but now we want to you to remember this event and the scripture that is very precious to all of us one okay I was gonna read it but we all know it so why don't we recite John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. Amen. your hand because of what we have right now but uh, we embrace you with with the love of Christ and we're going to uh, have the closing prayer our God our Father in heaven once more we are uplift your name today we are asking you to especially give your blessings upon these children of yours Lead them until the end, until the time when you will come back to take us home. I'm praying for, for them, for their families, for their friends, to support them. But I'm praying that this church, every member, will give them support and their prayers. I'm asking that you will continually to be with all of us, our families, our friends. And, uh, and uh, let your presence known to us every moment. And as we are going to eat, uh, asking you also to bless, bless it, this food uh, that we are about to eat. In the name of Jesus, amen.